0: beautiful, welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone, help me climb out of the dark, miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her, must have been my fault and this pain, it'll never go away. Until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful. Grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Hey beautiful, welcome back to another episode of Beauty Beyond Betrayal. We are still in the middle of Mental Health Month, and we are exploring different topics that affect us mentally and emotionally that can cause us harm when we're dealing with betrayal trauma. And in today's show, we're going to be navigating betrayal trauma, and this is where we're going to explore the complex dynamics of healing from betrayal, and we're going to offer you some insights for a healthy recovery. Now, this is Lisa, and I'm always bringing you the good stuff, right? Well, today is no different. Today, we're going to dive into a crucial topic, blame shifting in betrayal trauma. Betrayal trauma can be profoundly challenging. And I know some of you are saying, yes, ma'am, it sure can. And understanding the concept of blame shifting is essential for you on your healing journey. So we're going to dive in deep today and we're going to explore what blame shifting is. We're going to look at the signs to look out for. Are you actually having this happen to you right now? And how can you put an end to it? So stop what you're doing. Grab a cup of coffee, maybe a glass of wine, and just chill out with me for a little while so that you can have full attention on the topic of blame shifting so you can learn a lot and you can put an end to it. So blame shifting, what is it? Well, it's a common defense mechanism that's employed by those who have betrayed their partners, i.e. your husband, particularly in the context of infidelity, sexual addiction, or emotional abuse. And it involves your husband who we're going to look at as the perpetrator because this is what he would be called is a perpetrator. And he's shifting the responsibility for his action onto you. So he's basically blaming you and shifting all of that responsibility on you. And he's doing this to attempt to avoid accountability and he's deflecting his wrongdoing. He does not want the spotlight to be on him. So what is he doing? He's turning the spotlight on you and he's actually trying to critique and criticize every little thing you do, anything to take the attention off of himself. Now, blame shifting can be incredibly damaging to the healing process of a woman who's been betrayed. It can exacerbate feelings of shame and safe self-doubt and confusion. So what are the signs of blame shifting? How do you know that this is actually happening to you? Well, beautiful, here are a few key indicators to watch out for. Now, number one is deflection. This is where the betrayer may deflect or redirect the conversation whenever their actions are brought up. In other words, you're trying to have a conversation with him about his affair, and he's going to redirect the conversation back to something that he says you've done wrong. Maybe you're coming after him about the fact that you found out he's had an affair. He's going to turn it back around on you and start saying things like, you know, I recently found out that you've been lying to me about the checkbook. You've been spending way too much money, whatever. But he's deflecting and redirecting so that the spotlight is off of him. And he does this by often bringing up unrelated issues or criticizing your behavior as a way to avoid addressing his own behavior. Let's say that he is dealing with pornography and he has relapsed once again. You bring it to his attention And instead of him immediately taking responsibility, repenting, showing remorse for what has happened to you, the impact this has had upon your life, he is actually now criticizing something you've done, your behavior, so that he doesn't have to address his own. That's what deflection is. Number two, minimization. Now blame shifting often involves a downplaying where they downplay the severity or the impact of the betrayal. They're saying that, well, the affair was no big deal. It was a one night stand or she meant nothing to me. Or if it was pornography, well, those people, those women don't mean anything to me. I love you. I don't love them. He's minimizing the severity of his own bad behavior. He's minimizing the impact of the actual betrayal, what this has actually done to you. And he does this by making lots of excuses or justifying his actions as if they were inevitable or justified. Well, you know, if you wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't have had to look at porn. If you would have had enough sex with me, I wouldn't have had to look at porn. Or if you wouldn't have nagged me so much and you would have given me enough attention and our relationship was at a better place, I would not have sought out comfort somewhere else and started an affair. Making excuses, justifying the actions. This is what minimization boils down to. Number three is gaslighting. Now I know some of you have heard this terminology before. I have even done a whole episode on gaslighting. I will list that link below in the show notes. If you've never listened to it, go click on it later on after you've listened to this one and and really find out exactly what gaslighting is in depth so that you can understand it more. But in a nutshell, gaslighting, what this is is a manipulative tactic where it involves your husband, the betrayer, distorting the reality of events or making you, his the betrayed partner, doubt your own perception of the situation. Let me play it out for you. This is where you actually have concrete evidence of the affair. You have phone records, social media records. You might have even caught them by talking. You, you maybe caught them kissing. And he comes back and says, it is not what it seems. You are blowing this way out of proportion. It's not an affair. It was just a simple friendly kiss. Or when you say I have these records right in front of me and they are fact, he actually says, No, the phone records, that has to be a mistake. We need to contact the phone company because they must have somebody else's records mixed up with ours. How do I know that? Because I lived that one out, beautiful. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) So there are so many ways they can gaslight and what they're doing is trying to twist your reality. To make you doubt yourself and to make you doubt what you actually know to be true. And you're looking at it going, well, maybe, maybe it's not true. So they're actually making you feel like you're crazy in a sense. They may deny or invalidate the experiences of what you're telling them, making you question your memories, your emotions, or your sanity. This is what gaslighting does. Now, the fourth one is they create and start to live out a victim mentality. They make themselves the victim. Blame shifting can involve the betrayer, your husband, portraying himself as an actual victim. You're the one that's the bad guy, not me. It's you. They emphasize their own pain, their own struggles, what they have been going through, and they use it as a means to deflect the responsibility for their bad behavior and their actions. Beautiful. They are not the victim here. And while many of you have heard me say over and over and over, I'm not one that advocates a victim mentality because I believe that God did not die for us to stay a victim. We are to live from a place of victory. We have been victimized. Please understand that when your husband has been involved in pornography, sexual addiction, emotional affair, or a sexual affair, He's not been victimized. He's not a victim, nor should he act as such. This is his way of blame shifting. So how in the world can you stop blame shifting from happening so that you can foster a healthier healing process? Well, I wanna give you a few strategies to help you with this. The first one is this, awareness and education is key. You've gotta become very aware of what is happening to you, that blame shifting is actually occurring. Educating yourself on it by listening to this podcast and by doing your own research on blame shifting is going to truly help you. Recognizing blame shifting as a defense mechanism is the first step. Educating yourself about betrayal trauma and the dynamics involved can also help you to better understand the patterns and the dynamics that are at play. So make sure to be aware and educate yourself. Number two is establish healthy boundaries. Beautiful. I know you've heard me say this time and time again, but I'm going to say it again. Setting clear healthy boundaries is essential in addressing blame shifting. This is where you set the boundary that I am not allowing you to shift the blame to me. I am not gonna allow you to not take responsibility for what you have done to me and or our family. So you're setting clear boundaries. You're clearly communicating what behavior is unacceptable and what your expectations are moving forward. In other words, Your boundaries are what makes you feel safe. They are your boundaries and you're clearly communicating that these boundaries are now in place and this is what's required to have a relationship with me moving forward. This is where you're going to hold him accountable for his actions while also prioritizing your own well-being. Then there is seeking support. That's number three. This is where you surround yourself with a support network of trusted family, friends, what I call safe people. And you've heard me say that before, safe people, those who will speak life into you. They will also let you speak life into them. They desire your healing the same, if not more than you do. And they are going to keep you accountable on your healing journey. So seek out trusted friends, family, and a trauma-informed therapist and coach or a coach, trauma-informed coach, who can provide validation and guidance for you. One who's going to help educate you on trauma, what it is. They're going to give you techniques that are gonna help you release the trauma from your body, help you rewire your brain, reconnect back to God, and they're going to guide you through your healing process. Their objective perspective can help you navigate the challenges of blame shifting and keep you grounded in your healing journey. This is crucial, beautiful. When you are in a situation where you're dealing with blame shifting, to have support is crucial. So seek that out. Another one is to really, this is number four, to stand up for yourself and say no. This is So powerful, a two letter word that is a complete sentence, which carries lots of power behind it. The letter N O. No. This is where you stand your ground and you say no. I will not have you blame shift. No, I will not have you take a victim mentality with me any longer. No, you will not gaslight me anymore. No, you will not minimize what has been done. No, you will not deflect or redirect the conversation to make it seem like it's my fault so that you can bypass your bad behavior and actions. No, absolutely not. And then number five is this. This is where you're going to focus on your self-care and your healing process. Prioritize self-care practices for yourself, beautiful. They will promote healing and well-being. Engage in activities that bring you joy, practice self-compassion, and explore therapeutic modalities that can aid in your recovery, such as individual or you can have group therapy coaching, all of these things. This is where you're saying you are a priority. You matter. You're speaking up for yourself and you're doing what is necessary for you to heal through this process to come to a better place in recovery so that you can rediscover who you are and become a better woman through the process. So let's land this plane today. Blame shifting is a destructive dynamic in betrayal trauma. But by understanding the signs and implementing strategies to stop it, you can reclaim your power and you can work towards a healthier recovery. Remember this beautiful healing takes time. It's not a sprint. It's more like a marathon and it's different for every woman. It is different because we have all been made unique. And so your healing journey is gonna be different from the next woman's healing journey, and that's okay. And it's important to be patient with yourself, to be kind to yourself along the way, to grant yourself grace, because you are gonna have high days and you're gonna have low days. That's just the truth of the matter. It's never a linear journey. It's literally like an internet highway. It's all over the place sometimes, but that's okay. And by seeking support, setting boundaries, and prioritizing yourself, you can navigate the challenges of blame shifting and move toward a brighter, more authentic future. Beautiful, please hear me on this. You are worth the effort to get the healing that you so deserve. You are worth more than having someone diminish you and blame shift you you deserve better. So seek it out for yourself. Seek to do what is right for yourself. Make sure that your emotional and mental health is intact. Because when you are mentally and emotionally healthy, then everyone around you also becomes more emotionally and mentally healthy. Beautiful. I hope that helped you today. I really do. Stay tuned for Friday's episode. We're continuing on in our mental health month. I've got some great stuff coming your way. So stay tuned. And if you know a beautiful woman who is really dealing with this. Share this episode with her as well. And by all means, take the time, five seconds to leave a five-star review for this podcast. If you're gaining wisdom, understanding, it's helping you in any way, leave a five-star review. And I would love to shout out your comments on the next episode. So please, by all means, do that. And if you need help in your healing journey, down below in the show notes, schedule yourself your free consult, and let's get you on your way. I'll see you again Friday, beautiful. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your Breakthrough Coaching Call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.